Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Heifer Rearer Cube, a trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Hello and welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. On the programme, we continue our weekly look at the world of agriculture and food. All of us here on the programme hope that your Christmas is going well, although as we've been told, it's a Christmas like no other. Level 5 restrictions are in place to try and again offset the worst effects of COVID. The Minister for Agriculture is welcoming the strong response rate by farmers to an offer of extension in their contracts under GLOSS, OFS and BDGP. We have another timely reminder from the Department of Agriculture about the Brexit implications that come into force on the 1st of January, deal or no deal. We look at land mobility and land access for prospective farmers, widely reported as the single biggest barrier to young people getting into farming. We look back at the year across the various Tiagasc enterprises. And health and safety on the farm is as important at this time of the year as it is at any other. Farm Talk's John O'Connor will be looking at other stories making the agri-news this week. Level 5 restrictions are in place again in an effort to offset the spread of COVID and the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine has confirmed the guidelines in relation to Marts. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue, on 23rd of December 2020 confirmed the practices for buyers and sellers at Marts following the announcement of new public health restrictions. Buyers may continue to attend the sales ring and view stock in pens. However, this must be done by prior appointment with the Livestock Mart. All those present in any area of the mart must wear face coverings and adhere to strict two-metre social distancing. Sellers must drop off their livestock at the mart and then leave the mart. Marts must also prevent the congregation of members of the public in the car park at the mart or at entry points or entryways into mart buildings. Marts are required to submit updated Standard Operating Practices Procedures, SOPs, reflecting how they'll operate under these rules to the Regional Veterinary Office. Commenting on the new restrictions, Minister McConnell said he's encouraging farmers and buyers to continue to use online platforms as a way of purchasing livestock. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Ray Doyle of the Irish Cooperative Organisation Society, which runs the country's marts, says strict protocols will be in place. While the centres are open, the access to the centres are restricted and heavily restricted. Both buyers are by appointment only. Sellers are being asked to drop their animals and uh, return home. And 
the buyers that are present there are strictly controlled and marshaled around. And we'll be insisting everybody wears masks at all times. We will have to ensure that there are no congregating around vehicles, no congregating around uh, alleyways, etc. The bare minimum number of people on each mark centre is what we're all striving for here. If people can do their business online, we'd encourage them to do so. And if they, they feel they have to come to the centre to conduct their purchases, well, then it's the minimum amount of time there. And when they are on the premises, they will be asked to remain isolated from other people at all times. Ray Doyle of the Irish Cooperative Organisation Society. The reported strong farmer interest in extending their contracts under the various schemes, including GLOSS, OFS and BGGP, have been welcomed. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Sean McConlogue, speaking on Tuesday, 22nd of December 2020, welcomed the strong response reached by farmers to an offer of extension in their contracts under the GLOSS Green Low Carbon Agri-Environmental Scheme, also the OFS Organic Farming Scheme and the BDGP, the Beef Data Genomics Programme. Minister McConlogue said these extensions are to offer scheme participants an additional year in the schemes up to the end of next year, 2021. Minister McConlogue said the uptake so far had been that 91% of Gloss 1 and 2 participants had responded and of these 98% had applied to continue in the scheme for next year 2021. He noted 86% of OFS participants had responded and of these 97% had applied to continue in the scheme for next year. 48% of BDGP participants had responded and of these, 97% had applied to continue in the scheme for next year. Commenting on the response rate so far, the Minister said he was delighted by the level of interest shown to date by farmers in extending their contracts under these valuable schemes. The provision of funding in the budget for the continuation of these schemes for those farmers has been justified by the huge level of uptake. These schemes, he said, are an important income support for farmers, as well as helping drive our climate, organic and sustainable beef production agendas. And the closing dates for the respective schemes are as follows. For the GLOSS scheme and OFS scheme, it's 31st of December 2020. And the closing date for the BDGP scheme is 15th of January 2021. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. IFA President Tim Cullinan has said the Government Brexit Fund for Irish Farming must be ready to go by the 1st of January. He was responding to the reports the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue, was mobilising €400 million to be set aside in the last two budgets to support farmers. The IFA President said the recent Oireachtas committee hearings have shown a good understanding of how severely Irish farming is being hit by Brexit, but he said we must also ensure farmers are first in line for the €5 billion EU Brexit fund. Tim Cullinan said the initial Brexit funding for farmers from the government is needed, but will run out quickly in the event of a no deal. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine is reminding agri-food businesses of imminent Brexit changes from the 1st of January. The department's written to 20,000 client companies that are registered with them, reminding them of the significant and enduring changes that will happen from the new year, regardless of the outcome of EU-UK negotiations. Minister Charlie McConnellogue is calling on business to urgently prepare for these customs and regulatory changes now. The department is engaged in a programme of dedicated weekly Brexit webinars, in addition to department officials updating stakeholders in relation to a wide range of Brexit readiness work at a wide range of fora. 
Louise Byrne is Head of Brexit Division at the Department of Agriculture and has been explaining the process now unfolding. So from the 1st of January next year, there will be significant changes in the way in which food and agriculture businesses trade to, from and through Great Britain, regardless of whether there's an agreement on an EU trade deal. There will be new import and export requirements that will come into effect uh, from the 1st of January. Um, and uh, appreciating that this is a very challenging time for businesses when they're trying to cope with the COVID crisis. But we have to be honest and clear about the challenges that lie ahead. And businesses need to get ready now. And this means that um, there will be importers of agri-food products from Great Britain will be subject to new customs and regulatory requirements, including sanitary and phytosanitary checks uh, from the 1st of January. And for exporters of goods uh, to Great Britain, there will be export certification requirements in respect of the movement of goods to uh, and through Great Britain. And they're going to be introduced uh, by the UK on a phased basis from the 1st of January. Um, Obviously, these import and export changes will increase the cost of trade and they will result in um, uh, additional time and movements of those goods. But we will be making every effort to ensure the minimum possible disruption to trade flows on the one hand, but also ensuring that um, we um, implement EU regulations on the other. Because, as you know, we export food to 180 countries around the world, and we do that on the back of our membership of the EU and the controlled, the high standards of food production that we have. So it's important that we maintain the integrity of the single market. What's the most important aspect of all of this? Well, there are a number of very important aspects. I suppose we have a very good checklist on our website, which is www.gov.ie forward slash agriculture. And we have a number of very useful resources there that will help businesses prepare. But as a starting point, um, people need to be registered with uh, a NIORI number. Um, and then they can get that from revenue. Also, the operator who is responsible for uh, the consignment and who has to complete the necessary paperwork needs to be registered with the department. And anybody who is exporting and looking for export certification um, also needs to be uh, registered so that they can access our um, import and export IT uh, systems that we've specifically developed um, for uh, uh, in response to Brexit. And um, just in, in that regard, the Minister wrote out to uh, over 20,000 clients of the department uh, and those letters would have landed this week. And the Minister is specifically calling out people to um, go onto our website and there's an online portal on our website um, where people can update their registration details so that they get access to these uh, import and export IT platforms. There's also a lot of very useful resources on our um, website that um, will help businesses understand the um, the changes that are coming. And uh, I would really encourage businesses to fully understand the implications of those changes for their business and for their supply chain. And, and make sure that you're in a position to provide the necessary documentation to both customs and to uh, agriculture from the 1st of January. We are also running a series of webinars. Um, uh, the department and indeed across government, uh, a lot of support is available. 
And I would again encourage businesses to look at those webinars because you may be directly impacted. For instance, this week we did a demonstration on our new import IT platform. And again, um, people will need to have access to that system. And even though you might be registered as, let's say, a food business operator with our department, you need to contact us so that we can actually give you the necessary access to these imports uh, and, and export systems. In particular, as I say, if you're that operator responsible for the consignment, either having to submit the documentation on the 1st of January or, or, or also if you're requesting an export health search um, if you're exporting goods to uh, Great Britain after the 1st of January. Louise Byrne there, Head of Brexit at the Department of Agriculture. €3 million financial support payments to encourage and support the growing of beans, peas and lupins has commenced under the 2020 Protein Aid Scheme. About a 1,000 farmers will share in the €3 million payment. The rate for this year has been set at €215 per hectare. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell-Logue, in confirming the issuing of the 2020 Protein Aid Scheme payments, said the growing of beans, peas and lupins helps to deliver environmental benefits and also provides an indigenous source of protein for animal feed. The IFA Grain Committee Chairman, Mr Mark Brown, said the coupled protein payments need to be increased to encourage increased planting of these crops and he also renewed the IFA call for greater use of native grain and protein crops in livestock rations. In order to work towards the achieving of goals set out in the recent Ag Climatise Roadmap Towards Climate Neutrality report, the IFA Grain Committee chairman said, Government actions and policy must support the Irish tillage and horticulture sectors. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. IFA National Sheep Committee Chair Sean Dennehy has said the associations again formally requested the Minister for Agriculture to provide all farmers in the sheep welfare scheme the opportunity to update their reference numbers. IFA has written to the Minister setting out the importance of the scheme and the need for it to accurately reflect the level of activity on participant farms. Sean Dennehy welcomed the rollover of the transition period and providing for new entrants to the sector. Next we look at land mobility and land access for prospective farmers. Full details were included in last week's Mocris supplement which came with the Irish Farmers Journal. Gaining access to land is widely reported to be the single largest barrier facing young people trying to enter the agriculture sector in Europe. I asked John O'Connor if we know the reasons or the causes for this barrier being in place, apparently. Well, barriers uh, can range from the older generation's reluctance to step aside sometimes, land concentration and the low supply of land for sale or rent in many regions, combined with the prevailing high price of the available land. And across the EU, not just in Ireland, John, we hear the expression, the greying of the farming community and the need to facilitate younger people who want to farm. The age profile is not a healthy mix for the agri-sector. Based on figures from the European Network for Rural Development, European Commission, close to one-third of all farmers are above the normal retirement age of 65. In recent years, the overall ratio of younger farmers, that's farmers below 35 years, to elderly over 55 years, 
is nine elderly farmers to every one young farmer. These figures raise concerns about the future competitiveness of European agriculture and guaranteed food production into the coming decades. So specifically, can we point to any targeted action in Ireland to promote land mobility and help young farmers get access to land. Yes, we can. Again, referring to the vast amount of country-by-country information on the European Network for Rural Development website, there's information on the Irish Land Mobility Service, an initiative of Macra Firma back in 2013. And how does the Macra Land Mobility Service lift the barrier for young people who want to get access to land. The ENRD site refers to the Macra Firma Land Mobility Service through which collaborative farming arrangements such as farm partnership, share farming and contract rearing have been actively promoted within Irish policy discourses as ideal stepping stones to help overcome obstacles to land access for younger farmers or people who would like to be farmers. The ENRD site points out that this approach to lifting the reported barrier we spoke about at the start of our conversation led to the establishment of the Irish Land Mobility Service back in 2013 by Macquarie Firma with financial backing from FBD Trust and industry-wide support as well. And have you any more information on how the Macquarie Firma Land Mobility Service operates? It links landowners and farmers, old and young, interested in collaborating and developing viable farm enterprises. Referring to 2019 figures, the Land Mobility Service has successfully been involved in excess of 400 arrangements covering more than 35,000 acres, equivalent to 14,164 hectares. And looking at the Mokra magazine supplement, which came with the Irish Farmers Journal recently, there's a wealth of information about the Mokra Land Mobility Service in conjunction with the European Union's Erasmus project. Macra is leading the way, showing other EU nations how they might set up their land mobility services. Yes, Barry, I've seen that uh, Macra publication, A Year Like No Other. It contains a review of the major events in the Macra calendar for 2020. And there's a website for more information on the Macra Land Mobility Service. That website is info at landmobility.ie, all lowercase. And for my main source of information, Google European Commission, European Network for Rural Development, it outlines the young farmer situation country by country across the European Union and the ongoing struggle against the greying of the farming community. Thanks, John. And as we said, full details were included in last week's Mockers Supplement, which came with the Irish Farmers Journal. A number of Cork City and County animal welfare organisations are to share in a €3,200,000 allocation announced by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, OTD. The following are the Cork organisations to benefit from this €3,000,000 allocation. Community Cats Network, Kilbritton, €10,000. Cork Animal Care Society, Kilmichael, €8,000. Cork Cat Action Trust, Cork City, €16,500. Cork Dog Action Welfare Group, Cork DAWG, Charleville, €35,000. Cork SPCA, Link Road, Mahan, Cork City, €110,000. Homeless Animal Rescue Team, Highfield Drive, Butterment, €2,500. ISPCA Equine Rescue Centre, Drumsliga Mallow, €35,000. Munster Lost and Found Pet Helpline, Shandoon, Ballinabarna, €9,000. 
Pauline's Rescue Milford, Charleville, €25,000. Rehoming Cork Pets, Carrigadrahad, €5,000. Rural Animal Welfare Resources, CLG Bantry, €14,000. West Cork Animal Welfare Group, Castle Freak, Clonakilty, €18,500. And those were the Cork-based organisations to share in the €3,200,000 allocation announced by the Minister on 16th of December 2020. Other organisations across the nation shared in this amount. Support has been promised for the eradication of BVD, bovine viral disease, by 2023. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, has outlined his support for a pathway to bovine viral disease, BVD, freedom by 2023 and the continued support from his department for the BVD eradication programme. The Minister expressed his satisfaction with the ongoing progress being made in the eradication of BVD. The Minister noted that substantial savings are being achieved by Irish farmers, with the incidence of BVD-positive animals decreasing this year to just 0.03% from 0.66% in 2013, the first year of the compulsory phase of the BVD eradication programme. Minister McConnell said the programme is now at a decisive point. The opportunity to achieve BVD freedom is in reach. It's vitally said that everyone would play their part to finish it out. Excellent progress has been made over the past few years and we must intensify our efforts to ensure full success. His department has committed to an enhanced programme agreed by the BVD Implementation Group and that pledges substantial supports for next two-year period. He commends the farmers' ongoing commitment to the BVD eradication programme and urges everyone to make one final push to reach BVD-free herd status for the nation. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Thanks, John. Next on Farm Talk, our weekly Tagusk advisory and regional manager for Cork East, John Horgan, joins us. John is talking us through the Tagusk enterprises and how they fared this year, as well as looking at prospects for 2021. It was a good year, and if we think back to the early spring, there was, I suppose, in quarter two, there was a relatively brief drop in milk price, but it was a tremendous and rapid recovery thereafter. Uh, 2020 was a year where our milk production was up again 3% on the previous year and milk price was unchanged on the 2019 level. So 2020 was an exceptionally good year uh, as, as the year turned out. Uh, there, was a, there was a little bit of nervousness, of course, because of COVID initially and, and how it might affect the market. But it, it actually didn't. And we, we, we actually had a year where there was higher milk production but lower costs. And for that reason, uh, family farm income was up approximately 6% in, in the dairy sector. And County Cork and Cork East and Cork North, in particular, the areas that I'm working in, the areas there in Middleton, Fermoy, Mallow and Cantork, we have a large number of very, I suppose, progressive and, and expanding dairy farmers. And they, they are um, involved in an enterprise that, that has been allowed to, I suppose, improve on income in recent years. And I suppose the other advantage in 2020 was that fertiliser prices were down uh, fuel prices were down, and so the overall costs of production were down uh, relative to 2019. Now, if we were to look forward uh, to 2021 in the dairy sector, despite, and it's difficult to do so, Barry, of course, in, in, in the light of Brexit and, and some of the other unknown situations, but it is likely that, that if, it was, if, if Brexit was negative for us, it would have a very uh, serious effect on the, on the dairy sector. 
Uh, an example of, of, of that would be, for example, a lot of um, cheese that's produced for, for the UK is a hard cheese. And if that same level of hard cheese wasn't being uh, sent to the UK at, a, at, um, at the cost that it's going in at today, if it was subject to tariff and that, then maybe people with the dairy sector might have to diversify into softer cheeses for, for the European market. So they're examples of some of the pressures that could be there. But against that, uh, it's, the international market for milk is expected to be fairly stable. We will have probably a 3% increase in production in Ireland. Uh, we're, I suppose, factoring in that milk price could drop by, by 3 or 4% as well. Fertiliser prices will be a little bit up in 2021, but again from a lower base where they were well down in 2020. And the, the fuel is expected to go up about 3%. So total costs per litre of milk will probably be up maybe a little in the order of 1% on 2020, which I suppose people will be able to carry. But I suppose the, the, the issue really is to keep an eye on the downward pressure that, that can be there on milk price if the UK market becomes a difficulty. Uh, similarly, if we were to go to the to the beef sector, uh, the beef sector in, in 2020 had, a, again, a relatively good year. Prices weren't exceptionally good. They were up a little bit, maybe about 1% on, on 2019. Uh, but store prices and weaning prices are, are recovered very well there in, in the third and fourth quarter of the year. We also had higher beef calf prices than, than in the previous year. And the, the beef sector benefited again from lower fertilizer prices and lower feed prices and lower fuel prices. So overall, um, the margins in, in the beef sector still are, are very much determined by the, I suppose, the subsidy side of things. And there was a number of, of schemes during the year which helped to improve incomes in addition to, to, the, to the basic payment. Uh, our slaughterings uh, at the moment in Ireland are about 1.9 million head. And typically, in, in, in per week, that amounts to thirty-five to 40,000 head of cattle each week. Uh, our live exports uh, are in the order of 300,000 head, which, you know, it, it's up a little on previous years, but it, it's not exceptionally high. Our circular cow numbers are, are just under the million. What's happened there, really, is the dairy sector nationally has increased very much. We're, we're pushing up towards 1.4 million dairy cows, and, and our circular cow numbers are down under the million. Um, in relation to, I suppose, what can farmers do uh, to, to affect their income, the day-to-day the, the -day farming still has a big impact on it. And, you know, keeping an eye on, on good grassland management, uh, looking at feed levels, trying to determine uh, uh, an improvement in, in live weight gain, all of those factors are the key factors in, in, in beef production and, of course, animal health. Uh, looking to 2021, um, unfortunately, 50% of our beef production still goes to the UK. So we are very much, uh, I suppose, at the mercy of the, of the, of the Brexit deal there in relation to uh, price, in relation to what happens with the UK. Um, if, if we had a, a hard Brexit, then the, our tree steer price could, could be substantially reduced. Now, hopefully, the, that there will be a better outcome than that. And uh, if, if we have a, a more realistic situation where there aren't tariffs and that imposed, well, then it, we could get back to, to business as normal. If we were to look at the other factors that will affect the beef sector in, in 2021, uh, fertiliser prices are expected to be up about 5%. Uh, feed prices will be up 3%, and fuel prices will be up 3%. But again, on, on a low base from, from 2020.
Tagus Regional Manager for Cork East, John Horgan, and we'll conclude our review of the Tagus Enterprises and a look ahead at the prospects in 2021 with John in the programme next Saturday. Annual sheep and goat census forms have issued to over 47,000 sheep and goat keepers registered with the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. The department selected Friday 31st of December 2020 as the census date for this year. Keepers are required to record the census data on their flock registers. Keepers should be aware that completion and return of the census form is a legal obligation. Completed forms returned by post must arrive no later than 1st of February 2021 at the address printed on the envelope provided with the census form. The department point out it is not permitted to submit forms by post through any office of the department. The onus remains with the flock or herd keeper to make sure that completed census forms are received on time. In the case of a dispute regarding postal returns, the only acceptable proof of postage is a registered post receipt. A postal certificate or express post receipt is not acceptable as proof of postage. The department is encouraging keepers to return census data online on the following agfood.ie, that's all lowercase. An extended deadline of 15th of February 2021 applies to online returns. Online submission of the annual sheep and goat census information is straightforward, the department claims, and provides real-time confirmation when the information input has been submitted successfully. The benefits of using the online census facility include, the department points out, first, the ability to view census history. Peace of mind that 2020 census details have been submitted successfully to ensure compliance with any scheme requirements. No additional inconvenience or costs associated with registering a postal return and sheep keepers registered for online services can order books of sheep dispatch stroke movement documents online through AIM, Animal Identification and Movements System. Keepers that are not registered on www.agfood.ie can do so by logging on to www.agfood.ie and clicking the option to register. A step-by-step guide to completing the census online is provided on the back of the 2020 census form. The closing date for a seat of completed 2020 census forms by post is 1st of February 2021. However, respondents submitting a census return online via agfu.ie may avail of an extended closing date to 11.59pm on Monday 15th of February 2021. Failure to return a completed form on time could impact on eligibility for some department schemes. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Cork farmer Peter Hines has produced a calendar raising funds for mental health and farm safety charities. And last week he was explaining the idea behind it. Well, this week is a follow-on. Peter talks health and safety on the farm and mental health at this time of the year. I think it's hugely important. I mean, like at the end of the day, kids are going to be on, on holidays from school and, and uh, likewise a lot of livestock are host again no so people are interacting more with livestock around farms and we can never be careful enough uh, but likewise I think the the work that Embrace Farm do behind closed doors to, to support farm families is phenomenal because if you lose someone in a farm accident that farm still has to operate the following day and the week after and, uh, and the uh, livestock have to be fed so very often Embrace Farm will step in and help to keep that farm managed while, while people come to terms with their loss and, and deal with their grieving and they also support uh, provide a lot of uh, mental support to, to those people and families and likewise to people that have been injured in farm accidents um, and I think having chosen both charities uh, with suicide prevention being supported as well, it's it's been proven time and time again that if we prioritise our mental health and look after ourselves better, that we're going to be more focused on our farm practices and it'll lead to safer farms at the same time. And definitely the second half of the year has been a lot tougher on farmers with so many social events like and, and big events like the National Dairy Show down in Mill Street, uh, the ploughing, which a quarter of a million people go to every year with all those big events cancelled. It, it hasn't allowed farmers the same opportunity to uh, to socially interact and I think it's a very isolated environment so it has become a lot tougher uh, in the second half of the year and unfortunately the statistics are the same year on year. We, we lose more farmers to suicide than we do to farm accidents and that's the same globally so I think it's very important that we have the conversation and normalise it and encourage people to re- reach out and seek help but I think likewise this time of the year this Christmas is going to be different to every Christmas that we we're used to but it's so important that we stay positive um, because look the reality is we can we can still engage in some way safe with people and we can still get out and do things and I think it's it's very important now more than ever to 
to take time out uh, and enjoy the festive season, but also to plan things that are socially safe and uh, and to finish the year with some bit of positive positivity because it's been a hugely difficult year for the whole country and the whole world, really. I think we need to remain positive. I mean, look, there's a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of stories going around in the media about how Brexit will impact us, but uh, make no mistake, it's going to have a greater impact on the UK economy and the UK agricultural sector. And I think we need to remain positive for dairy farmers. The global dairy market is extremely strong uh, and, it, and it's really held its own in the midst of a, a global pandemic. And I don't see Brexit in, uh, affecting it uh, long term. Um, the demand is there for dairy likewise it's been clearly stated in the last few days that uh, nobody really knows the impact that it's going to have on the beef markets and, and only time will tell but I think likewise the demand is there for food and it, ultimately the UK consumer is still going to have to get up on the 1st and 2nd of January and, and feed themselves and go to work and I think it, it, we, we all need to keep a, a calm head around this Cork farmer Peter Hines the 2021 Forestry and Timber Yearbook has been launched by Minister of State with responsibility for forestry at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Senator Pippa Hackett. Minister Hackett said that, as a forestry owner herself, with some 15% of her land under trees, she welcomed the wealth of information contained in this 2021 Forestry and Timber Yearbook. Meanwhile, Mr. Brendan Lucy, Irish Timber Growers Association, ITGA, emphasised that the yearbook is now regarded as the official annual source of information on statistics, grant aid, forestry taxation, timber prices and policy position papers. Further information on the 2021 Forestry Yearbook from the following phone number or website. 023 235 0520, that's 023 235 0520, or info at itga.ie. Meanwhile, since October of this year, challenges to the forestry sector have been discussed at a series of Oireachtas Agriculture and Marine Joint Committee meetings, chaired by Deputy Jackie Cahill. Progress with the ash reconstitution scheme to combat ash dieback was discussed at the November 2020 meeting. Around 200 applications for funding for the ash reconstitution and underplanting scheme RUS Rus had been received. The meeting heard. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. And Minister of State for Land Use and Biodiversity, Senator Pippa Hackett, has announced the overall winner of the Tagus Forest Photo Competition entitled Celebrating Our Forests. The winner is Ms Jane Walsh from Ross's Point in County Sligo. Over 1,000 wonderful images were received from all over the country and all age groups. Congratulations to Jane and all other category winners. Winning photographs from the Tagus Photo Competition, along with a selection of highly commended entries, can be viewed on the forestry section of the Tagus website at chagasc.ie forward slash forest photos. Writing in the Dairy Gold Milk Matters magazine for January 2021, supporting sustainable farming. Mr John Freel, Dairy Gold Area Sales Manager, notes, now is the time to soil sample. Time is running out for soil sampling, he points out. From the 12th of January, weather and ground conditions permitting, we can spread chemical and organic fertilisers again. For accurate results, you must take soil samples before you apply fertiliser. 
At a key point to note, the annual cost of soil sampling is roughly 50 cents per acre per year. This, he points out, is the same cost as 0.5 units an acre of pea fertiliser. And an up-to-date soil test can have major benefits both for your grass management and for your pocket. Knowing what P and K index each of your fields are helps aid in management decisions, such as where you will spread your farmyard manure, which fields to reseed, which fields need in lime, and how much lime should be applied. There's also the potential for major financial savings on fertiliser, as you may discover you might be able to skip or use low P and K fertilisers on some fields. John Field points out, by soil testing, you can save €23 Euros an acre on fertiliser. This is on land with high P and K levels, index 4, and stocked at two dairy cows a hectare. That's 0.8 cows an acre. And further information from smartfarming.ie. Or John points out, if your fields are at index 4 for both P and K, you may be able to completely skip spreading P and K fertilisers on that field and only provide the field with lime if it's needed to adjust the soil pH. And a key point to note, soils with P index 3 will yield more grass dry matter than a soil in P index 1. Approximately 0.6 tonnes an acre, or 1.5 tonnes a hectare, this extra grass could be worth approximately €180 per acre, assuming all other nutrients are optimum. And again, further information from smartfarming.ie. John Freel admits soil sampling does take time. However, at Dairy Gold, there is a highly trained team of over 15 samplers who are on call to help and complete the sampling and deliver the samples to the Agribusiness Analytical Laboratory for the client, meaning all you have to do is wait for your results to be posted out to you by the lab. And to summarise, benefits of an improved soil fertility would include environmental sustainability, targeted application of organic and chemical fertilisers, financial benefits, efficient use of nutrients by the plant and grass yield. Listeners may like to contact the Insight sales team at Dairy Gold on 022-31644 or your Dairy Gold area sales manager if you'd like to request this soil sampling service or have any questions about getting your soil tested. And the phone number there is 022-31644 and a reminder, time is running out for soil sampling. Now is the time to soil sample. More on soil sampling in the article by Mr John Freel, Dairy Gold Area Sales Manager, writing in the Dairy Gold magazine, Milk Matters, January 2021 issue. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Now, thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening and continue to enjoy the Christmas season. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Heifer Rear Cube, a trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 